We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Roto Grinders today. I'm Jordan Cooper, aka Blender Ed, Blender HD. You're going to follow me on Twitter. And it's Monday, October 9th. And you know what we do on Mondays. It's Mondays with McCool. I got James McCool here, co author the Theory of Daily Fantasy Sports. You can join me for a 15 hour audio DFS masterclass. He's disappearing and, and taking care of his uh, kids for a second. But. If you, want, if you want to join me and him for a 15-hour audio DFS masterclass or the Advanced Player's Guide, which includes the custom Excel tools that uh, both me and James use playing DFS, go pick that up, theoryofdfs.com. Hit that thumbs up button. Give me those thummy thumbs. You know how much I like them in the morning as you wake up. So we're going to go over and recap yesterday's week five it says week four on the title but it's week five it's with the week five recap with uh <laughs> from the nfl slate yesterday you're, you're fine over there james everything's going well yeah i'm all right uh, margaret is at her sister's right now so damascus is here um and he has my phone and he has an ipad and he has his favorite things on tv but he wanted to make sure that i knew that he also had his dinosaur okay so, well good good i'm glad he has his dinosaur everyone hit the thumbs up button because he has his dinosaur. That's good. That, that might happen a couple times, but I'm here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Anyway, how was, how was your week, Jordan? Uh, it could have been better. If, if Justin Jefferson would have just caught, like, one more ball, mm. I would have been fine. I, 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 I would have still been not good on FanDuel, but on DraftKings, I would have not bubbled a whole bunch of double-ups. I mean, I still – I. Made it in a bunch of double ups. I won more than half my head to heads, mm-hmm. but I bubbled in like I was out by like a point and a half or two points in double ups. So it's like when just I was like, please come back, please come back in the game, please, please, Mr. Jefferson. And uh, and he didn't. So uh, 
So Rippin' Sippin' says in the chat, best Monday show ever. No one reviews results DB like this one. Yes, we'll be going. We'll be going through that. Yep. How, how was your it, uh, from the Twitter? It seemed like like you had a good week. Yeah, I made a couple hundred bucks. Um, so I I faded David Montgomery and uh, HN and GPPs. Right. Okay. Uh, so that hurt. Well, I mean, you are, just just to be clear, mm-hmm. you only played three lineups. Right. Okay. Right. So I, I in GPP I played ten lineups. So yeah. there's a there's a very big distinction between in GPPs mm-hmm. between like well I didn't play any of this guy in a lot of lineups. Like you could play anyone you want. So like the thing right. is, like if you wanted to play HN in a lineup, you have to build your lineup in a different way. If you want to play Montgomery in a lineup, you have to build your lineup in a different way. It's it, you could play whoever you want, but. Once you build a whole ton of lineups, I could have built hundreds upon hundreds, thousands of Devon Achan's lineups. And I could also build hundreds of uh, tens of thousands of ones without him. And then if I'm only playing 10, I could choose five of each. I could choose eight of each, eight and two. I could choose 10 and zero if I want to. I just, I decided to, I did, I did not play Achan in any of my 10 GPPs. I didn't even, I didn't play him in my cash lineup. Ooh. I almost got there, right? I mean, that I did fine anyway because I I I played Mixon instead mm-hmm. because because I'm a, a supposedly a spreadsheet socialist, <laughs> right? Because my my attitude was is that on this slate, given the choice, projections being similar, mm-hmm. I Mixon and Achan projected practically the same. Yeah, so. I'm going to play David Montgomery because he was the highest projected running back with the workload that he was going to get with, without Gibbs there and a 27 point implied total at home. Yes. Give that to me. Uh, I'm not a big fan of playing three running back builds anymore in cash. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I need to compare, you know, $5,800 type running backs to like the mid range wide receivers. And there really weren't like good projected mid range wide receivers, maybe Marquise Brown. Maybe something like that. And then we got these punts that projected well. Chase projected well. Jefferson projected well. Tyreek was the third out of the bunch. So I'm like, like I'm just I'm just gonna play like I'm just gonna play this lineup. It just hurts. I could have gone up from Hertz to like Mahomes and then played HN and then moved up from Raymond to someone else. Or if I'm gonna punt a tight end, I might as well just punt all the way down to John Smith. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, oh, you, I, there were Laporta lineups that I looked at. That's like, oh, well, I could play instead of playing Hertz, I play Richardson, right? And instead of playing Jefferson, I go down a little, then I play Laporta. It's like drafting cash. It's like, unless you're going all the way up, like I'm, I'm not going to do it. So I just I settled on this. I'm just like, I wanted to play Mixon and Montgomery for for the volume. Mixon had six carries inside the five yard line. And scored on none of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's what people would say. That that's what that's what you get with that's the Joe Mixon experience. Yeah. But it's hard for me to to, to it's hard for me if you told me beforehand, James, mm-hmm. before I fix my light. If you told me beforehand that Joe Mixon would touch the ball 26 times and HN would touch the ball 12 times. I mean. I'm gonna play mix. I'm gonna play mixing over a chin in, in cash games at least, right? Well, given the cho- given the choice, 
Yeah. Are you are you disagree with me? Oh, I disagree. But I mean, I disagree because you disagree I because of ownership, though. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm not talking about. I knew, I knew he was going to be higher on, and that's the main oh. reason why I, I added way more head to heads and triple ups this week. So mm -hmm. that that's one thing that I did, and that's why I still didn't lose all my money. Mm -hmm. Right? Is because I won more than half my head to heads. I didn't make it in the triple ups, but I knew going in on Thursday. I'm. I'm playing Mixon over a Chan, and I yeah. know that 60% of the field is going to play a Chan in cash. How do I make money on this more than just double? So let me yeah. let me add a bunch of stuff. So so feel free to call call other than ownership. Oh no 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 other than ownership. I thought a Chan was the second worst play on the slate. Like I I was very happy to fade him in GPPs. I thought that his ownership in GPPs was egregious across all levels of GPPs. Um, I thought that it was silly to play him in cash, but like I have a process and I have a theory. The highest on lineup. So I played him. And what, like, was, that, what, was, what was your, based on your projected ownership, What so what did you play in DraftKings double ups? So I head actually head played, head. I played in, in my head to heads, um, I played a lineup that was 8% lower than what the max ownership would have be, been, but it projected for 10 points better. So I was like, I might as well go with that one. Um, well, so what did you play? What was your lineup? Mine's on the screen. Yes. Well, so mine was Jalen Hurts, Dave Montgomery, Devana Chan, uh, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, Wandell Robinson, Sam Laporta, Alvin Kamara, and the Titans defense. Okay. Reasonable. Uh, yeah, I, I put up one I could, I could have played. I didn't have. I probably didn't. I didn't have Kamara projected as high as you did. Probably. Yeah, I mean Kamara, and Kamara was just another person where I, I just, I didn't really love him from like a pure median and and actual play standpoint. But in cash, like he was somebody that I thought was pretty necessary based on my my strategy. I put up one ninety two. Uh, I only lost three head to heads this week, so. That was great, uh, but like you I got said, a, you got kind of unlucky with Kamara also because they were up right. by so much that they they didn't really have to use him much in the second. Well, edge. not only did I get unlucky with Kamara, but I got unlucky with Tyler Boyd's touchdown being called back too. So, yeah, but, that, but, but but that's not an opportunity issue. Well, I mean, I I would say that it is more unlucky to have a touchdown called back than it is unlucky to have a spot where New England doesn't put up zero or doesn't put up any points and starters get pulled. Like I, I think that there's more luck involved in touchdown variance than there is an opportunity variance. If, okay. if that makes sense. Sure. Um, but regardless, I mean, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, cash games were, were great to me this week, but like I said, at the beginning of this, I didn't have David Montgomery or Devon Chan in any of my GPP lineups, um, which hurt. Pretty bad. Uh, another week where, and, and this week, you know, even Brees Hall got there. Um, Brees Hall, what, what, what was up? What I don't know what projection you had for Hall for ownership, but it was way higher. I mean, if I take a look across the board, on uh, if I filter, let's filter by by running back on all these. So I, I looked at on results DB right here. So I have the Wildcat. Right, which is the higher stakes, like four thousand mm. entry. I didn't want to do the mega millionaire because that's like under a thousand entries. Yeah. So like to compare these to large field would be kind of you want like the wild and something a little bit bigger. So I have the milli, and then I also have the the play action. So like in the wildcat, 
Brees Hall was 22% owned. The Millie, he was 31% owned. 29.5 in the play action. What what happened with what happened with did I miss did I miss the memo? I I don't I know. Brees Hall, I think, in one one of my 10 lineups. I only had him for 13% ownership. Yeah, that's exact, the exact I I I had him in the 12 to 14% range. Yeah. I don't know. Uh I don't know why he turned out to be 31%. On um, the on the opposite, on the opposite end of the spectrum, I mean, like I had Joe Mixon higher. I had Joe Mixon high. Well, in the Wildcat, he was 29%. Like if you see here in the Wildcat, Montgomery obviously the highest. Okay, we we, we don't have sure, to question that. Makes that. Sense. Yeah. But Bijan, Joe Mixon, much 29% each in the Wildcat, but in the Millie, 15, 23 and 15. Mm-hmm. And here's 21 and 12 in the play action. So if you want to consider that higher stakes, whatever I want to say, the sharper contest, a lot of sharper, more. It's hard to use the term sharp, but whatever. Higher stakes players, sure, tended to use Bijan and Mixon more than they used Achan and Hall, and then everyone else underneath that kind of was just a mix. I I had one Pacheco lineup, I had a Swift lineup, I had a Mostert lineup, I had a Kyron. I even had a Kyron Williams lineup. What, what did you, what did you do at running back? Uh, so I played. Let's see. I played Madison and Swift in one. I played. So, so, uh, okay, hold on. Let's 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 break it down because remember, we're not talking about players. We want to care about lineups. Okay, am I am I to assume uh-huh. that the Madison run, run lineup like you had like Kelsey in there? Or like some, or did you use Madison as a one-off, or were you play? Were you your strategy was more? I have Madison in this lineup as leverage off of Justin Jefferson. I had Madison in this lineup because I had a game stack of Minnesota Kansas City in another lineup, okay. um, and that game with a really high team total, uh, I wanted pieces of it kind of sprinkled through all three. Uh, and Madison, his expected fantasy points was actually really good leading into the game. Um, obviously, Cam Akers ended up taking a lot more work this week, so. It is what it is that they're going to get him involved. Um, But I played Alexander Madison in the Vikings defense in this one, Um, looking at Kansas City not being able to put up points for whatever reason, but uh, a high scoring game. In another lineup, I had Pacheco. So I did, I kind of split those running backs in two, um, thinking that both of them had plenty of of work and upside and good expected fantasy points. Um, And that game was just a high total game. So in the game that I did not stack, I split. With one lineup, I had Madison, and with one lineup, I had Pacheco. Right, I was more like I had a Pacheco Chiefs lineup. Sure, Chiefs defense, yeah, yeah. DSD, right? Only because yeah. Cousins gets sacked and he drops back all the time and yeah. fumbles and. Well, and the Vikings are just a freaking turnover machine, man. Um, right. So I'm I'm totally with that. Uh, I mean, I'm, 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 not, I'm not a big fan of Isaiah Pacheco because no. they, they they run those like like yes, he's the lead back, and then once they get inside the five yard line, Andy Reid just like. He does whatever. Like, okay, yeah, let's yeah. open up that goal line playbook where it's stuff, <laughs> the stuff from the, you know, like the silent films in the 1930s, yeah. like kind of it's plays. Insane. Like it's you insane. never know what's going to happen there. But he did, he did. I mean, he did get a K 
carry and did get in the end zone. He was fine. I, I mean, they they both they both were fine, right? They put up thirteen. It just in a week where every backup running back scored thirty seven fantasy points, like it was. You well, just that's what we're calling. Win. That's what we're calling Brees Hall and and, and a Chan backup well, running backs. A Chan is they're both they're both in timeshares. I said that it was the week of the timeshare running back. Um, because most of the, a, a handful of the timeshare running backs ended up doing, doing really, really well. Zach Moss, um, Devana Chan and Brees Hall, all in timeshares. Um, Brees Hall ended up being the lead lead back, um, which sure fine. Um, but going into it, I don't think you could have projected any of those guys as like the by far lead back in their offense. So for yeah, me, it was the timeshare. I'm going to, I'm going to push back on that a little. Just, 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 just to, to, to make for clarification, mm-hmm. there's a difference, right? If we, we take a look at projections, right? One thing yeah. that I talk about, especially in the, in, in the Roto-Grinders Discord, is about how mean projections, mm-hmm. like that number is not just a number. It is a distribution. Yes. So there are, depending on the player, this is, happens in soccer. Mm-hmm. all the time because so i want to relate it to something that you know i'm extremely familiar with that people look at these soccer projections and they go well this guy is a 12 point projection and this guy is a 12 point projection what's the difference it's like well one guy could score three goals and the other guy like rarely scores more than 18 points it's like one guy the way that he scores points is because he touches the ball a lot mm-hmm. right there's a lot of volume he's gonna be around he's a lot of opportunity does he does he take many shots? No, he doesn't take many shots, right? Or the shots he takes are from 35 yards out and they have a 2% likelihood of going in the net, right? But he'll take them once in a while. This other guy doesn't touch the ball that often, right? He's just closest to the net. But because he's closest to the net, he his touches are the most valuable ones. So maybe he only touches the ball six times, but he could score three goals. Like right. that. Now, once you average it all out, they both come out to 12, right? They both come out to 14 or whatever. So, but their distributions are different. Right. So, when one would say it's like, oh, let's say at the same price, same everything, Joe Mixon, Devon Chan, Brees Hall, these types of, I mean, Brees Hall was 5,400, so it's a little bit cheaper. Like, Joe Mixon is that type of like, yeah, most likely to get you 15 to 20 points in, in a lot of games, right? 12 to 18. Right, a Chan. It's like when he t- the way that the the offenses are schemed. I you're you're gonna say that he has a wider distribution here, and I'm gonna completely disagree with you. Why? Why wouldn't you think that he had based on what we've seen? You're the short. You're the small time. You're the small sample size guy. Right. right? I am. Yep. Right, and like, I and literally watching the games. Like mm-hmm. you can't let let let. I think Brees Hall. You would agree with. The way that they use Brees Hall usually. Okay, so here's here's the way here's the way that you have to look at it from a modeling perspective. Um, okay. Because you you are conceptually you are right that there is a difference in the way they are schemed. There's a difference in the way that Achan and Brees Hall are used in relation to the way that Mostert and Dalvin Cook are used in those offenses. I'm just saying the way that they score fantasy. It's not even the way that they use, but just the way that they score fantasy. But so so. Mm-hmm. Right. James, just 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 to clarify a little bit, this is the main reason why why a receiving target, mm-hmm. right? A, re- a reception is worth, I mean, obviously it's worth more in actual fantasy points, 
But yeah, but just if, the opportunity of a target is worth 1.25 fancy points or right. something. Right, and more. just and it's much higher than the opportunity of one rush. Yes, that is true. So, so typically, the running backs that are more likely to see higher value targets, mm-hmm. higher value touches, which include targets as well mm-hmm. as goal line usage, tend inside to, the five, right? Inside yeah. the five tend to go up. While guys that don't see many targets and mm-hmm. are typically going through the line from the twenties, yep. like they could, you know, their touches aren't are ne- nearly as valuable, right? So that's right. But how do how do you model that, especially in smaller sample sizes? The the thing that we have to look at specifically with somebody like Achan and Brees Hall here. Um, I had Achan projected for twelve point four fantasy points. Okay, that's a line um, with his pro- that's a line with his props. But I mean, I I had him I had him aggregated at like seventeen or something. Right, that's like- super silly to project him for seventeen is super silly. Odd, uh, and, and the reason for that specifically is that his volume is not actually good. And if you were to bring him back in line with what we expect a yards per carry to regress to, because I, I model NFL differently than things like baseball, uh, because there's a lot of regression that you end up having to do. Like, how do you regress someone with three weeks worth of data? You regress them towards league averages. Yeah, but, what, but but people would say so, he's different. He's not a league uh, yeah, average. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody average. says everybody is different, and then you get Kyle Pitts, right? Like it's it's you can look at things and you can have these biases and and try to say that somebody is different, and you can say, oh well, you know, it's because of the way that Achan is used, or it's because of the way the Brees Hall is used. It's like okay, you can say that, and you can say that in a small sample size, but then over the course of three years or whatever, like. Are they really special? Are they really different? Do you, do we really think that Achan that the only reason why Achan got there was because of an eighty yard rushing play? Yeah, but that that's it. why you play him. That that's... no, 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 that's not why you play him. You <laughs> never play somebody because they have the if if your reasoning for playing any running back specifically is I think that they can break an 80-yard rushing touchdown, then you would play – you'd have a reason to play every single running back that, that touches Yeah, but the ball. some people are more likely to do that than others. No, that's But that's not true. People How is that not true? When is it's, Dalvin it's, Cook going to run for an 80-yard touchdown? Well, hold on. I can give you a specific example. Okay. Saquon Barkley. After year one, he led the league in 20-plus uh, rushing yard attempts, right? Like in 20-plus rushing yard plays. In year two, that regressed significantly back towards league average. And the because reason the Giants are awful. Maybe that's the, the, the reason. Gi- the Giants were awful in year one. The Giants were awful were in the first year. Off. The only reason why the Giants were not as awful was because he was getting super lucky in his super long plays. Do you want to know the actual percentage of rushing attempts that end up being touchdowns from outside of the red zone? How many? It's less than 0.05%. It basically doesn't happen. The only time that it does happen is when a lucky thing happens. It so, only, the only time it happens is when the guys chalk. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's the only, isn't that the only time that it happens? That's the only time it happens. So so from a modeling perspective, you kind of ignore those super long rushing yards. Yeah, right? you can't ignore them, though. I said kind of ignore the super long outcome. Imagine, imagine saying it's like, oh, do you play Robert Woods? Mm-hmm. Or tank Dell at the same mm-hmm. price, and you're like, 
Well, Robert Woods is going to catch like six yard balls and not and uh, not move, yeah. and uh, and one guy could catch twenty yard balls and fly, mm-hmm. and but we're not going to count those. Like just like the ones where no, he gets behind that's, the defense. That's, that's not, not what I'm saying. And, Jackson, it's, and, it's different, and it's different when it comes to receivers. It's much different when it comes to receivers because a dot matters, and because intent on the things that they end up running and the plays they end up running matters. With but running yard, yards per attempt on rushing, like isn't isn't there a version of a dot for running backs? Yeah, you want to know what yards per attempt regresses to? League average. League average. Okay. For pretty much everyone. So unless it's unless you're Barry Sanders. Unless you're Barry Sanders or Jamal Charles, right? right. Like Jamal Charles. Well, some people. I dude, I've heard some people say Devon A. Chan is the next Jamal Charles. Yeah, that's very funny. That's super silly. I've <laughs> I've seen people say that he's the next uh C the the next um CJ2K, Chris Johnson. I've I've seen that comp too. Uh and that's just it's you just can't do that from a modeling perspective. Um it's it doesn't things don't work that way. So yards per carry regresses somewhere into 3.5 to like five yards per carry. Basically, nobody ends up outside of that. Uh, if you're a bad run, if you're a bad running back, you're somewhere between three and three point five yards per carry. If you're a good running back, you're somewhere between four point five and five yards per carry. So, if you're looking at HN here and say that he's going to get eleven carries, at say that he's like the best running back in the league and he's at five yards per carry, you give him fifty five yards, and then. You look at his inside the five carries, you look at his inside the red zone work, and you say, oh, most are pretty much gets the majority of those. So, or or even if they split just them, say right? Just say you split it right down the middle. Just say you even, they split, sure, it, right split it right down the middle. All right. Uh, let me go look at what I had them projected for. From He's a macro perspective, Miami was implied for 1.14 rushing touchdowns with a team total okay. of 30. So split that right down the middle. You give him basically half a touchdown. So now he has uh, 11 for 55 and half a touchdown. That puts him at around 10 fantasy points or so. Right. And probably a catch. Probably. Give him a catch. And there's a projection of 12. To project him for 17 would have had to assume that he was the 1A and would get considerably more work than Mostert. And Uh, Mostert got one more touch than him. Because because they are splitting work. So HN, like when you when you break it down and you say that even if you say that he's a really good running back and averaging five yards per carry, he 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 wasn't gonna project, he should not have projected that well. He shouldn't have projected over 15 fantasy points by any means. Yeah, well he did. Well he shouldn't have. It was a really I bad tweeted out, I tweeted out at 1 p.m. Eastern. I said Said I I I I have zero H N in my lineups. Let's see how long I last without closing the laptop. You I found that out. It was, 50, it was fifty-two minutes. <laughs> I mean, it did. Uh, truthfully, at he didn't towards the rest of the game. He didn't put up a score that you had to have. No, because it was I mean, he just... put up twenty-five points. I mean, could you you would have loved to have it, but I mean, you I'm not even sure if H N was in the winning Millie lineup. HN and David Montgomery simply got there on their. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Why are we talking crap about David Montgomery now? 
Well, no, I, I because of the 42 yard rushing touchdown. So both yeah, of them the, had Montgomery, outcomes. You played Montgomery for a way different reason. Like Montgomery no, I, was I one, agree with you. I agree with you. To, I, like, I, am not, I am not comparing A-Chan and Montgomery in terms of like their veracity of chalk. I, I said right. that Dave Montgomery, his workload was expected to be the best on the slate. Um, and he was a fine play overall. Like if you play Dave Montgomery, that's fine, whatever. But when we look at uh, the way that Montgomery and HN both got there on their basically uh, outside of projection outcomes, right? Dave Montgomery with a 42 yard rushing touchdown, basically right off the bat, and HN with an 80 yard rushing touchdown, and Adam Brees Hall with a 76 yard rushing touchdown. Those guys all kind of had the best possible thing happen that would get them there outside of their expected output. Um, from a modeling perspective, but, but uh, I they this is what I've been told. Mm-hmm. They knew they were chalky. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear that too. Um, yeah, but you also hear that on the other side where, you know, the guy, the guy's injured and it's like, oh yeah, because he knew he was jock. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but, uh, they, you know, Vegas called it in. They made the call, right? Pick Something a line, like you know, pick, pick a, pick a pathway. To right. get it in. But I want to, I want to show that the winning uh, Millie lineup, not to learn. I don't care about the winning lineup. I care about top 0.1% of lineups. I care yeah. about what sharp people do, but just the highlight, right? Obviously, uh, the Jets' defense scoring on, like, the end of the game won the guy the million. I just want to highlight this. I know I come across as a contrarian GPP guy, but it doesn't mean that you have to be nuts. I'm not nuts. Most of my life, like, if you take a look at the winning lineups from last night in GPPs, large field or small field, it contains most of the better projected players, not all of them together. So we see here it's Burrow, Burrow, Chase, right? Quarterback, wide receiver, easy, right? You have David Montgomery at 44%, Breeze Hall at 31%, Adam Thielen at 15%, right? Dallas Goddard, 5%, HN, the Jets defense. I mean, Addison was the lowest owned player at 4%. Leverage off of Justin Jefferson, which kind of makes sense. I mean, you take a look at this lineup. Dallas Goddard, was you would pair him with Hurts, right? We take a look at the next best lineup, right? You see here, Cooper Cup at, at 6% owned. If you wanted to take a shot on him, Alvin Kamara was 13% owned. 
You take a look at it. You got Hopkins there. Pickens was 2.9% owned. But take a look at the rest of this lineup. Burrow, Chase, Laporta, Brees Hall, David Montgomery. I mean, look how much, like, chalk is here at the Saints defense. To, like, if you go through, and I'm not talking about specifically this week even. Just go through week after week after week. I'm not saying that, oh, we, we just got to jam the chalk, but it's, you don't have to get dramatically different. You have to build in different ways, but you don't have to get dramatically different. I played DeAndre Hopkins. I had a Joe Bar. I had a Joe Bar. I had a Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd lineup, right? With Marquise Brown or Joe, with James Conner in there who got injured. Like stack wise, like uh, James in, in GPP, I focused uh, on the Colts Titans game. So I had like Tannehill, Hopkins, Unconquo, Josh Downs, like something like that. Or A. Rich, Downs, Granson, Hopkins, like that. Or Burrow, Chase. I did I did a Bengals. I did a from the Dobbs side also with Jamar Chase as the run back, right? So Dobbs, Marquise Brown, Zach Ertz, Jamar Chase. Then I also did Tua, leverage, because if I'm not going to play a Chan, I'm going to do Tua, Tyreek, Durham Smythe, because tight end, who cares? Right. I'm if I'm gonna punt there anyway, I might as well punt with the guy that's gonna score zero anyway. Yeah. Uh and and that's a place to use your Wandale Robinson. That's the only place that I use Wandale Robinson. So it's like I'm I'm yes, did I throw in a Zach Wilson lineup out of my 10? Yes, I played a Zach Wilson, Garrett Wilson, Tyler Conklin lineup. One out of the 10. I said on my stupid Saturday show, yeah, yeah, I, I'm gonna play one of them. I, I played a pretty bad stack this week too. Oh, well, what did you do? I played a giant stack. Oh no, I I played a, a dude. I played a Daniel Jones line of full. You stack. had to. You had to. <laughs> right, but his ceiling. I play. You played Daniel Jones. You like you could have done it the Daniel Jones Wandale Waller route, but I didn't want to pay up a tight end for anyone that wasn't Laporta or or Kelsey. Yeah, I agreed. With that. Right, I, I did. I did Daniel Jones with Rondell Robinson and Tyreek Hill. I said that I was. I said that if you were gonna play Wondell Robinson, you had to play him with Daniel Jones. Right. That I. How, how, how do you project Wondell Robinson, a guy that gets like two yard targets? Badly. <laughs> like badly. you, you almost have to pro- like, dude. You have to project Wondell as if he's getting uh, targets like a running back gets targets. Yeah. Like you have well, to consider Wondell Robinson to legitimately in your model, be a running back who gets zero, 0% rushing share and like 22% target share. Yeah. I, I was running back targets. I said on my stream, I couldn't think of a way for Wondell Robinson to get there unless he scored a touchdown. Um, and, or, or like two touchdowns. And there were not very many touchdowns to go along with the giants, right? Their implied score was like 17.5 or something. So uh, basically Wondell Robinson, the nut outcome for him, like the best possible outcome for him was something like eight to 10 catches and a touchdown. And that eight to 10 catches was going to be for like 45 yards. Right. Or not even, I was going to say like more like 32 yards. Yeah. Like you're not getting basically anything for, for him in terms of yardage. So he has to score at least one touchdown. So the only way that Wondell Robinson chalk was going to get there 
was if Daniel Jones ended up throwing for like two, maybe three touchdowns, and he ends up scoring two of them. Uh, that's the only way he was going to kill you. So the only way that I was going to use him was paired with Daniel Jones, because if Daniel Jones throws for two to three touchdowns at 5,800 and runs for another 50, that game is competitive with Miami. Uh, the lineup that I ended up playing was Daniel Jones, Wondell Robinson, Tyreek Hill, and then paired with Laporta and Justin Jefferson for like max upside, right? Um, and that one, I should have eaten David Montgomery Chalk. I didn't. I should have eaten David Montgomery Chalk in that one. Weird thing that the Millie 207,000, the, the play action has twice as many entries. Yeah. Right? So it has, so obviously you need to score even higher because there's way more lineups to compete against. Lineup 262 had higher ownership. So out of 440,000 entries, this is the winning lineup, right? Obviously, it's a week where a lot a lot of chalk did, a lot of the highest-owned players, highest-projected players yeah. did well, right? But, I mean, a majority of the slates, a good portion of the well-projected players will do well. Yeah. Now, 80-plus percent of them, maybe not, but 40, 50 percent of them, sure. Yeah. We so typically we Burrow, don't Montgomery, see... all what uh, we typically don't see winning GPP lineups with an aggregate of 178 percent ownership. Tip typically, typically it's a... no, but, but a lot of times you'll see 120, 130. Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll right? see the 125s. You'll see the up to 140, 178. This was this was a chalk bomb week for right. sure. Right, but you, but like, but you don't have to get so far out of no. out of the zone, right? Uh. So what other GPP things did you do? Because, you know, I played one of like the thing, the thing that made no sense to me after the cards flipped over. Yeah. I was concerned about it. I played, I, I played one, I played 10 different quarterbacks in 10 lines. Wow. Even though I, I focus on certain games, but a lot of times I was playing both sides of the game, you know, stuff sure. like that. Yeah. I played a lineup, Josh Reynolds, Laporta, mm -hmm. Adam Thielen, obviously Jared Goff, right? Like if people are playing Montgomery, like all the Lions were chalky. Yes. So it's hard to get away from the Lions, like leverage wise. But Jared Goff's like 5% owned or something. No, it was 2% owned. Yeah, it was nothing. Like, well, how does that happen? I ran lineups and had, I mean, like if you ran lineups in like stack configurations, mm -hmm. because of how well Raymond and Reynolds and Laporta, like, yeah, David Montgomery projected well, and if you didn't make it so that you can't have a running back in your stack, that kind of lowers it a little bit. But how, how I I I projected Goff to be like five and a half percent owned because uh, he, he he was originally like like three, and I'm like like dude, anyone that's using any type of tool is gonna is gonna get Goff stacks. I mean, like not overwhelmingly, but yeah. You're gonna yeah, get enough of him because of all these values on the Lions, and so I I purposely bumped up his projected ownership, thinking that that effect was gonna happen. And and obviously large, very large, like the Millie. Obviously, the amount of like 150 maxers and people, I mean, are much smaller percentage. Yeah. But remember, I'm playing primarily kind of like 5,000 entry or less, hmm. smaller for the 33 dollar five max, the 50 dollar red zone, the spy stuff like that. So. Maybe a little, a little bit sharper. Still in those, I think. I think. I mean, I could. Do we have that up? Do we have the spy up? I'll, I'll bring up the spy. We go, go to, go to quarterback. 
Jared Goff was 1.8% owned. Yeah, I had him at 4.5. Like Ryan Tannehill had more ownership. Daniel Jones and C.J. Stroud and Lamar Lamar Jackson at 7,800 were higher owned than Jared Goff, even though if we take a look at running back, take a look at wide receiver, right? And we see Khalif Raymond and Josh Reynolds both at 11% owned. And we look Laporta. at here, and we see Sam Laporta at 16% owned. So how there's so many lineups that contained Lions in it that had no golf. Yeah, people don't like golf, man. People, people, okay, so it... You the, love the Lions, but you're not going to play the quarterback? It's just a combination of Dave Montgomery. Like, it, if, if Dave Montgomery is not 50% owned, like 45% owned, then I think more people go with golf. But it was and just... And people's a, propensity of not... Including a running back right. in their stack, not not yeah, doing just... something like Goff Montgomery Laporta is like, why am I doing that? Or Goff Montgomery right. Reynolds? Well, especially because Montgomery doesn't catch passes. Like he's he's not Nobody a receiver. Cares. I well, think people people care when they're building out their care. stack. People care. I, I think people need to start waking up. I think a lot of the Sims stuff, right? When and and we have internally that. Roto Grinders will be releasing something that's in comparison. It's currently being worked on, yeah. right? I'm 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 te- I'm testing it, right? I, I have test access. But if you look at the if you look if you simulate things in general and you tie the play by if you tie everything together, more and more, some of our assumptions that heuristically do make sense and they mm-hmm. do show up and it is whatever. It's actually simpler than we than, than it is. Oh, like when people ask, like three, do I do I stack a quarterback with two pass catchers? Do I have a run back with two? Do I fill? Can I pair a running back to a quarterback? No. And people are like, well, only if it's a pass catcher, because then, like, at that point, at those points, you're thinking of it's very similar to NBA, mm-hmm. right? In NBA, we rarely talk about correlation when it comes to point guards and centers because of the pick and roll. Right, because it's like, oh, point guard, you know, is going to assist to that, and uh, and you take a wing player with another. Like, no one talks about that in NBA DFS. You know what we talk about in NBA DFS? This team's going to put up a lot of goddamn points, right? And and it's going to be a close game, and the totals high, and these players are are values. So you can play two or three of them from the same same game, no problem. Very similar to NFL. Like, if you take a look, a lot of the sharper top, not all of them or whatever, you see a lot more onslaughts. Yep. You see a lot. You, it's a byproduct of the offense just putting up a lot of points, and it's going to a bunch of people. So if the Lions put up 35-plus points, like, it's going to carry two, three, or even four players, regardless of the positions, because mm-hmm. they're scoring, what? Five touch, five plus touchdowns, and probably four hundred to five hundred yards of offense. Yep. Who that goes to? Well, it, dude, David Montgomery could have one hundred and twenty yards rushing and two touchdowns, while Goff still throws for three hundred and three. Mm-hmm. Like that's still a possibility. And also, like you could play a, you could play two, you could play two wide receivers. You could play Josh Reynolds and Sam Laporta, right? And they both, Josh, they both for their prices. Laporta puts up 25 points with two touchdowns. Reynolds puts up 20 points with one touchdown. And the winning quarterback is Jalen Hurts. 
with 35. Because right. With no, with, and paired with no one. Right. Right. Because he put up way more points than anyone else. Or it could be one of those game, one of those slates where Josh Dobbs and no one, and Josh Dobbs, Marquise Brown, but because Josh Dobbs is so cheap, right? His 24 points is worth more than because you could fit in everything. You now have Jamar Chase in there. Right. Right. right? Like, there are ways that these things happen that you heuristically don't look and go, well, this doesn't make sense on like a play-by-play, but you think very, very micro on a, like, well, if this game shoots out, that means one team scoring a lot and another team scoring a lot. Like, what happens if one team just absolutely rolls the other team? Mm-hmm. Like, we see that m- way more often now in the NFL where instead of thinking about, well, I can't play the Eagles hurt stack because I'm not sure if the Rams are going to push them. It's like, well, what happens that just, just, I mean, play it out in your mind. Cause you, people play out the, well, I'm Hertz is going to throw a big touchdown to AJ Brown. And then Stafford's going to throw a big touchdown to Cooper cup. And then it's going to go back and forth like that. It's like, what happens if this happens? Hertz throws a big touchdown to AJ Brown. And then the next play Stafford throws a pick. They're on the 20 yard line. And then Hertz runs the ball in. And then the Rams get the ball back. They go three and out. They're, the Eagles have the ball on the 40-yard line now, and they quickly go down the field. Dallas Goddard catches a pass. The Swift brings it down to the two-yard line, and Hurts rushes it in. Next thing you know, they've scored 21 points in the first quarter, and you're looking going, why didn't I play three Eagles in my lineup? Right. Right? And no, and no Rams. And in the second half, they just hand the ball off to DeAndre Swift 22 times. And he goes 110 and two touchdowns. And you're sitting there going, it's weird that it's Hurts, Swift, Goddard as the optimal, like an A.J. Brown has a bunch of points, but not enough that at 8K it pays. And the Eagles win 38 to three. Like that's, that's how, how likely is that in comparison to like, well, what happens if it's 38 to 35? It's like, it's so much easier to just bet on a team than it yeah. is to bet on even just a game. I think one one thing that I think that that's that that is going to cause problems with is that I do think that with with the way that the contest sims run now across the industry, uh, I think that something that people are making the mistake on is kind of going too far that way. I'm not saying that onslaught and play five guys from the same team. Well, no, but people think that. Right. Like Pete, because when you when you look at so with those examples, um, I need to do like a whole video on this. I, I kind of talked a little bit it about it. Do. On, I mean, we don't have that much time on, on the show. So why don't you tease it? Tease yeah, it and yeah. do a video. So and, and... I, I did I did kind of a small breakdown of what I thought the contest sims would do to the industry before the NFL season started. Right. Like when all this stuff was getting was getting addressed. And I kind of talked about a couple main things. One, I think that people are going to look at this as, a, as an optimizer, which is wrong. Um, I don't think that it should be used as an optimizer. I think that it should be used as a way to see who is over and undervalued. And that's how I built the one over at Payment. Um, so I thought that people would use it as a glorified optimizer, which is wrong. And then the other thing that I thought that people would do is people would take it too far and start playing bad lineups because they won GPPs in the contest sims. And... The the fact of the matter is there's a lot of bad lineups that are built. Um, and bad lineups are going to win GPPs. It just is what it is, right? 
Uh, and I think that what people will see in the contest sims is that it'll give them justification to do things that probably are not, um, it's the right word here. EV is not the right word, but it, it gives justification to do things that maybe goes against the math that we have found unlocks the most upside. Um, and I, I need to like center my thoughts on that a little bit more and do like okay, a so video that's your it, tease, but... and then you'll come out with a video. You're, you're, people could follow you on Twitter at paydirt underscore DFS. You'll post right. it there. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at paydirt underscore DFS, or you can find all my stuff over at paydirtdfs.com. But okay. to, to close out this thought, um, the idea of stacking five players from one team and then hoping that the onslaught ends up going off because of X, Y, or Z. Yes, that is going to win some amount of time. Or or playing a QB naked without their pass catchers, a la Patrick Mahomes. There's a lot of talk about that yesterday because there's a lot of that kind of thing happening in contest sims across the industry. Um, with, even though something can win a GPP, it doesn't mean that it is a good idea to uh, exasperate that into your portfolio outside of some small amount. And I think that especially people who are playing one lineup or five lineups or something like that are kind of taking these things that happen a small percentage of the time and just running with them because contest sims across the industry are saying, Oh, well, it could happen. Um, and I think that there needs, that there needs to be a balance. I think that people are going to take it a little bit too far. So well, that's, I'll, a, that's I'll the main, that's, I mean, it's the main point that I've always made with that. I mean, same thing for optimizers, same thing for projections mm-hmm. that people don't know. They think they know what they're looking at, but they, they they don't really understand. Oh, yeah, this is these are the highest ROI lineups. But how did they realize their ROI? Right. The distribution is 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 completely and utterly bimodal, right? right? If you compare to a normal distribution or bimodal distribution, general distributions, that this is the type of lineup that will come in the top ten percent or bottom ten percent. Like it's going to be one of the one or the other. When it comes to the top ten percent, I mean, you may five x ten x even more your money, but 90% of the time it's not even close to the cash line. So you're going to be playing a long time, losing, 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 possibility winning. Right. As opposed to playing lineups that don't look as bimodal. Right. They look a little bit more normal and they cash a little bit more frequently. So those, those ROI lineups may be like a SIM may say, here's the lineup that's 82% ROI. And here's a lineup that's uh, 57% ROI. So 82% ROI like gets realizes its ROI by like coming in like the top hundred, mm-hmm. like 0.8% of the time or something like that. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, it's dead. And then the 57% ROI lineup is like, well, it caches like 22% of the field caches, but it caches at like a 30% rate. Right. And it wins at like 0.04, like half the time as the other one, but it just because it catches so much more than what the field will do. That's where it's realizing a lot of it's our, even though it still could win, just can't it win it half as much. And so like, it's all you're going to see is that ROI number. It's very similar to the mean projection in an optimizer. You're like, you're looking at the middle number of a distribution that may not even be normal. And these ROI numbers are the same thing. You're looking at a mean number of a distribution of payouts that is unlikely to be normal so and to compare man, the two together is not proper when you think about so take that thought 
right? And then say, oh, well, if a median projection in a projection system is relatively subjective to the way that that projection is being built, think about the way, and, and that like causes a large difference in the accuracy of just the projection of one player. And then think about, oh, so this, this contest simulation has a bias towards those projections as well. If any projection there is off by a little bit, then your ROI of that lineup is completely shot in the entire system, right? So many, so many crazy things with that. But you'll you'll make a video about that. I will. Yeah, I'll make I'll make a longer promising a video. Yeah, I am promising on your YouTube on your YouTube channel. Yes, we have to get you YouTube subscribers. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. I would love more people watching my videos. Right. So, what is your toast? What's your YouTube channel? Oh man, that's the only way that it'll happen. Like I've never looked at James McCool. Hold on, is it YouTube.com/slash at whatever the hell? I mean, what is it? I I have to. I I've never plugged. You don't even know. You don't even know the URL of your YouTube channel. It is. It is uh, YouTube.com/slash Paydirt Analytics. Paydirt Analytics. Paydirt Analytics. A a marketer would tell you that your 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 YouTube channels and everything should all. You should try to get all the same usernames so it's easier to promote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, people would say that, and I'm terrible at all of that. So oh. uh, as of right now, it is Paydirt Analytics on YouTube. And and Neil says real ones are already subscribed to James's channel. That's true. I do have 652 subscribers. I mean, okay, I, I have some. Yeah, I have some subscribers, but uh, it'd be cool to get over a thousand, I guess. Right. You can find. I'm, I I do I do stuff on my YouTube channel every mm-hmm. day. YouTube.com slash Jordan Cooper. You just go right there. I got my got my name. I got my name yeah, a long time name. ago. I'm not giving that up because there are a lot of Jordan Coopers. Yeah. Right. So uh go over there. I'll be doing a show in literally 10 minutes. So subscribe over there. Subscribe to James's YouTube channel. Watch out for that video. Uh we got uh pre-lock show here on the Roto Grinders YouTube channel for a Monday night football. That's at uh 7:30, tonight. We got some playoff baseball. We got the props and pick and package, right? That, you know, you got to get those stuff. got to get that early, right? Mm-hmm. Sign up to Roto Grinders Premium. Click on that link in the description. Get $10 off your first month, right? You want to get these NFL props and NFL bets like Tuesdays and Wednesdays and stuff like that. Don't wait until Saturdays and Sundays. The numbers and the prices have moved. So you want to get as much value as you can. Definitely do that. Hit the thumbs up button on your way out the door. Hit the subscribe button if you're new here and you like the content. Hit the notification bell to know when we go live. Send in your mailbag questions. Questions at theoryofdfs.com and I'll answer them here. So you know what we do here. We talk about everything you're thinking about in daily fantasy. Props and pick them. Here on Roto Grinders. Today. (laughs) 